Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Everybody, welcome to the Bitcoin podcast. Just the headers and the hizzy. <laughs> uh, this is this is the Bitcoin podcast network's just the headers. This is a show where myself and the greatest man on the planet, Jesse the Man Broke, discuss crypto headlines. How was your week, Jesse? It's it's been a week. How how's your week been? Oh, it's been a doozy. <laughs> they need to stop calling it Labor Day and fucking with people's heads and just call it Labor Week. Because you take that extra day and you really enjoy it to the point where your five-day work week is compressed into four days. And you're like, wait a second. Work's not supposed to be this hard. <laughs> what's, okay. what's going on here? And then you realize, oh, I'm missing an entire day. I'd rather just work every day didn't have that extra day off so anyways man I, I like the day off i you know i didn't even know labor day weekend was happening until it happened and then there was nothing on monday nice. i didn't just heard me take that swig tell them what you're drinking i'm actually drinking a canada dry diet ginger ale and lemonade made from real ginger and real juice one percent <laughs> lemon juice 12 fluid ounces 355 milliliters, naturally flavored ginger ale and lemonade with other natural flavors. I feel like they keep on saying that all over this can. Ginger ale. Hey, by the way, this is ginger ale. Hey, did you know that this is ginger (laughs) ale? Oh, God. Ale of the ginger? Okay. So, anyways, this is your first time listening to Just the Headers. I apologize in advance. If this is... (laughs) This is your 68th time listening to Just the Headers. Boy, are you in for a doozy. We deleted all of our headlines. <laughs> Big facts. Uh, was it I intentional? Did, it was not intentional. <laughs> so I got so frustrated looking at these shitty headlines that I was like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. Can Delete. <laughs> delete. But in deleting, I deleted the column headers for our spreadsheet, so no more automation is pushing articles to. So we're basically going to scrub the internet in real time for (laughs) cryptocurrency headlines for you guys. And by scrub the internet, pick the most engaging articles from Cointelegraph and Coindesk. Beautiful. (laughs) And that's what you get. Okay. That's that's, that's what you you signed up for. This is what you signed up for. (laughs) All right. So the first article of the day is by Anna Alexandra, who I think is a fake person, but nevertheless. <laughs> Too much fed- alliteration. Yeah. Look at all the letters in there. Anna Alexandra. There's a lot of vowels going on. 
Fed chair says agency monitoring crypto, but not developing its own. Ooh. Chairman of the United States Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, said that the United States Federal Reserve is monitoring digital currencies carefully, but not working on its own at the moment. Speaking at a forum in Zurich, Switzerland, on September 6, Powell addressed the issue of cryptocurrencies, arguing that central banks would likely, would likely will not. Re- you see that, right? You may be right. It's a bot. It's, Argu- it's written by a bot. Arguing that central banks would likely will not release their own digital currency in the near. This is, I think, Coin Telegraph is like releasing bots. I'm going to investigate. I'm investigating. In July, Powell acknowledged the possibility of a preeminent cryptocurrency redrawing the current financial landscape, yet noted that as of yet, this has fell short, becoming a reality. So, uh, interesting. I think Google keeps messing with my volume. Do I keep getting louder and softer? The uh, the audio did change. <sighs> That's going to be frustrating to the listener. Maybe that can stop happening somehow. Anyways, moving along, we have another article. Um, and this, this second article is a, it's a, it's a fucking doozy, Jesse. Oh, okay. Uh, a Bitcoin treasure hunt is coming to college campuses this fall. This one's written by Lei Kuhn, who's actually a real person. The buzzy scavenger hunt for a million dollars worth of Bitcoin, Satoshi's treasure, is coming this fall to nearly two dozen college campuses worldwide. The game is operated by a small, mysterious company based on Tropical Island. Figuring out more about the game itself is part of the appeal and is sponsored by Primitive Ventures and other prominent investors. Eventually, there will be hundreds of cryptographic keys around the world shrouded in puzzles and riddles, and the first team to compile 400 of the key fragments will be able to claim the prize. According to a game co-creator, Eric Meltzer, I know that dude, over 100,000 people are now on the email list for updates and announcements related to such clues. 40 of each have been released so far. Now blockchain, now block venture coalition partners Tyler Welliner and Philip Forte are kicking off a North American campus tour with 20 universities, hosting educational meetups and mini hunts to help students join the game. Here's a quote. A lot of these students want to learn about blockchain and crypto, but their universities haven't caught up to them yet. We're looking to provide resources for a lot of these different student groups. Look at those guys right there. They look kind of fratacular. Frat. The clues incentivize you to discover new websites and tools to play around with the Bitcoin wallet a bit to see what technology can do. I can't find her. She might be a bot. Yeah, she's a bot. That's a fucking bot. Last article before I kick it over to you, Jesse. Uh, Trump's trade war may be driving Chinese investors to Bitcoin. This is a stupid article. It's very speculative. I'm not even going to read it. But essentially, they're trying to make the claim that these tariffs are causing people to buy Bitcoin in China, which we know is false. Damn. All right. Um, your All turn, right. man. 
Go Here we for go. it. Ethereum's Istanbul hard fork implementation has been delayed to early October. Again by... with the delays? Come on, Ethereum. It's because the price isn't right. When the price is right, they'll be like, oh, it's hard fork time. Um, all right. Ethereum's test Wait, net activation. Wait, go into that. What do you mean why the price is not right? I'm just fucking, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows shit about this I don't know, man. I'm just saying shit, man. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. No, but, like, nobody knows when anything's going to happen with Ethereum. Like, not even the devs know. They were probably ready. Mm -hmm. No, they've never been ready. I don't even think Vitalik knows. I think at this point, Vitalik's like, what the fuck did I do? I just didn't want this to happen. No, I'm kidding. He's probably elated. He's probably pretty pumped. Man, I wonder what it's like to see Vitalik turn up, man. I want to get wasted with Vitalik. You know what I mean? Vitalik, like, furry suit Vitalik or, like, normal attire? Normal attire Vitalik. Just, like, drink some some bottles of wine with the man. Kick back. Talk about, like, life. Just chill with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, play some Xbox with him. Not fucking Xbox. Play some PlayStation with him. You want to get wasted on wine with him playing Xbox? PlayStation. Oh, PlayStation. Yeah. This is like, the difference. Like boxed wine? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe a black box. Maybe some actual good wine. 25 <laughs> to $45 bottles of wine. You know, not that cheap shit. Not that $10 shit, but that like little, little more expensive shit. You know, have Ooh. a good time with the man. Maybe grill up some steaks. Say, Vitalik, man, what's on your mind? What do you got going on? I know there's a lot going on with Ethereum and math and shit, but do you just like to kick it? Like, let's play some Call of Duty, man. Do you ever wonder if he actually does play any video games? Uh, No. That's something I can say confidently. I've never sat and pondered. But I'm pretty sure he, like, throws down on some video games. I'm pretty sure. He looks like a... Plays Risk online. I didn't know you could play Risk on. Yeah, you know. Neither I did I. Neither <laughs> did I. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, he's got to have some chill. Like, what if he like kicks back and he's like, got a little bottle of cognac and he's like, mm, sharding is going well this week. Mm. And he's oh, just no, like, he does not drink cognac. Definitely <laughs> no. Well, what do you think he drinks? He's probably just a vodka guy. You think he drinks ginger ale and lemonade? Maybe with vodka. Yeah, he's probably about vodka. Kicks he is, back. He is Russian, right? Yeah. Kicks back with a uh, what's that Russian drink that comes in the copper copper mug? Well, not, I am not aware. The, the mule, the Moscow mule. Uh, I did not know. I knew because I'm an alky. <laughs> but it's a Moscow mule. <laughs> Kicks back a little mint, julep, a little mint on there. Maybe a little sugar around the rim, because he is Vitalik after all. That after that first sip, the hunch in his back goes away. He's like, mmm, that feels good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I feel like. How did we even get here? What, right. what are we supposed to be we talking, talking about? We're talking about Ethereum, Ethereum's evolution. Ah, that's right. All right, here we go. So let me let me read to you a little bit of this article. So Ethereum's testnet a- activation of the Istanbul hard fork has been pushed back to early October 
according to the community manager of the Ethereum Foundation, Hudson Jameson. <laughs> There's another name. According to Coindesk on September 6th, Jameson said on developers call that the testnet launch of the hard fork is now scheduled to take place in the beginning of October. He added, for anyone listening in who doesn't know how this works, we pick a block number that we estimate to be around the 2nd of October. However, that might be one or two days behind or forward from that date based on how fast blocks are produced between now and then. Mm. So that's what they do. They pick a block. <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Pick a block by you better a have your You better have your stuff ready. And then they do it. So, yeah. Uh, Cointelegraph previously reported on August 28th that Parity, a blockchain infrastructure company that runs the core of the Ethereum network, had already delayed the planned hard fork until September 6th. Parity core developer Wei Tang said at the time that the organization needed at least two more weeks before devs could proceed in selecting a block number for the Istanbul fork. Tang said at the time, quote, we need time till 6th september to finish the implementation not only because we accepted eips late but right now we just happen to be a large code base refactoring and we probably want to merge them first before merging istanbul eip okay yeah so, so i don't I, the articles i think i finished i think i i think we ended we switched yeah. over to the new uh, line with me ending that ethereum article good because we were going into leadership shakeup at Wasabi Wallet as Bitcoin right. business surges. So um, one of Bitcoin's most experimental startups has grown dramatically over the past year, highlighting both the opportunities and pitfalls of open source development. Now Adam Pfizer, co-founder of ZK Snacks, the firm behind the privacy-centric Wasabi, Wasabi Wallet, Wasabi Wallet, is stepping down from his role as CTO to focus on research as the company matures. I was just reviewing other people's code and managing people, and that's not what I'm good at. I'm good at coding and researching privacy. Uh, it's getting to the point of being a serious business, and we have to be more conservative. Right? Mm -hmm. So um, he stepped down. So the industry impact. Mixing features from both Wasabi and Samurai have become increasingly popular in 2019. Samurai's comparable Whirlpool feature has seen 3,201 transactions since April 2019. According to data from the Bitcoin blockchain, that's slightly more than Wasabi's 2,810 coin joins in the same time frame. Wasabi has filled a total of 5,286 coin join transactions since launching in, a, in August 2018. Uh, still, Bitcoin consultant Udi Wertheimer argued that Wasabi has set the tone for privacy features across the industry. The analytics firm Chain Analysis reportedly estimated during a webinar that Wasabi alone was responsible for mixing $90 million worth of Bitcoin. So Wasabi Wallet is the wallet you use. It's like privacy preservation kind of wallet. And you can mix your transactions to try to hide your privacy. It obfuscates your financial activity on the Bitcoin blockchain. Hmm. Had to had to pull out the GRE study words for that one. You heard that one? <laughs> Obfuscate. Yeah. And did you know that uh, Telegram has a blockchain project called Yeah, Ton? It's called Ton, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't know it already has. It's already raised $1.7 in its token sale in yeah, uh, 2018. That was, 
yeah, that was last year. It was, it was a biggie. Um, but I didn't know that. Yeah, Telegram is something I would never trust with the blockchain. So, don't know about that one. Couldn't be me. That's for damn sure. Oh. Um, where were we going? We were we were gonna we were gonna do something. I feel like we don't have a heading. We're just kinda... yeah, yeah, because we lost all the headlines, <laughs> man. We're screwed now. We Damn. need structure. What are we? What are we gonna do, man? I don't know. All right, let me click on another article. Here we go. Uh, oh, I like this one. Cryptocurrency not proven safe haven, says investor Mark Mobius. Yo, look at this picture. Let me just let me just use my snipping tool and just cut him out. Put it into Slack. Into should I put it in general or random? It is a crypto headline. General. General. Okay. Mm. Can you see his eyebrows? Oh wow! I can see that he dyed right? his eyebrows blonde. Is that what is that what it looks like when you dye your eyebrows blonde? I guess I'd never dye my eyebrows blonde. They're like yellow. They're yellow, right? Yeah, it looks like someone peed on his eye- eyebrows. <laughs> that's some that's some bad looking pee. You should probably get yourself checked out. Yeah, <laughs> you should drink some water. No, it's Dude, like somebody took like a highlighter and then just like. I guess he's reached that point of elderliness where he knows nothing matters, so he just doesn't care. I I like the way he's dressed, though. He's got, like, the the Bruce Lee under t-shirt collar. He's wearing those Ryu from Street Fighter. Yeah. Street Fighter 2 colors. Yeah. I like it. All right, so Mark Mobius, that's the guy. Major investor and founding partner of Mobius Capital Partners is mm-hmm. still bearish on cryptocurrencies and blockchain technologies. Oh, you don't think? With some caveats. <gasps> Speaking on CNBC's The Squawk Box this morning concerning emerging markets and safe haven asset classes, Mobius said cryptocurrencies like fiat are backed by faith and only hold utility as far as others are willing to use them. Quote, the bottom line is there is a whole generation of people who have faith in the internet. They have faith in these cryptocurrencies. The degree to which cryptocurrency can enable you to buy something and you believe that to be the case, then that's fine. Mobius said a gold-backed uh, cryptocurrency run on the blockchain would be of, oh my god, he's one of those, would be of interest, however. Quote, there, if there is a cryptocurrency that is really backed by gold and there is a meaningful agreement and some kind of modern thing connection, then this could be quite interesting, he said. On blockchain, the investor remains skeptical. Mobius said the underlying technology itself remains open to attacks. Quote, I believe blockchain is a very high-risk situation. Anything that's created by man can be broken into and it could be, okay, and it could create Are we going a big backwards? crisis. So like I think we backwards. have to be very careful with blockchain. The statements follow the stablecoin issuer uh, Paxos announcement of a gold-backed cryptocurrency earlier today, tokenized on the Ethereum blockchain. Pax Gold entitles holders to a gold bar stored. Uh, well, they they missed the word uh, in the preposition in London by Brinks. But anyway, um, I feel like we're going backwards. <laughs> Do you feel like we're going backwards? 
going backwards. No, I just I, I would like to know what this guy's portfolio is now. Now that he said he likes gold and he doesn't like crypto, I mean that's okay with me. But like, what other things do you like? I want to see what your definition uh, in terms of if you think fiat and crypto are faith based, which you know I agree. Now let me see what you are doing to hedge that faith because I'm curious. I don't know, man. I, I wish people like would just show you their portfolio and percentages. Then that would be like, oh, okay. So that's why what you think. Because really, yeah. it's all about like your opinion, right? Just your opinion, man. It's. it's <laughs> I'm gonna stop saying opinion. Um. What, what other? Oh yeah, I know the other word. I'm not gonna say ever again. Yep. <laughs> that's two words I'm never gonna say in front of you ever again. <laughs> It's from a movie, man. It's from. A, I don't. I don't even. I don't care. It's from the Big care. Lebowski. I know where he know. talks. And he's like, you know what? I mean, I understand what you're saying. You're saying like a lot of people, what they say, the shit that they spew out of their mouth is dependent upon what they own and the bags that they hold. Well, sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't. Maybe they're just speaking out their ass, and they're just like, maybe he has a fuck ton of crypto. How do you know? Look at his eyebrows. That's how I fucking know. Look He's at his in, face. I zoomed in mean, on it. What do you mean, though? He looks like Dr. Robotnik's cousin. <laughs> he does. He looks like he's angry at Sonic the Hedgehog, too. Oh, my God. He looks like he's, Robotnik lost he's, weight, though. He's he's angry at Sonic because his cousin's angry at Sonic. And he's oh a good God. cousin. So he's just like, you know what? Fuck you, Sonic. Okay. And Sonic's like, bro, you don't even know me. And he's like, one, you're coming at me way too jovial. All right? I know my bruh, Robotnik, does not like you. So I don't like you. So it's an ass open on sight when I see you. That's Don't you get all that from his face? I, I, no. Oh. I wish I did, though. You know what he looks like? Tell me. He kind of looks like um, the real version of the the fake old guy in the prometheus movie okay like the fake guy who's really guy. eccentric and he wanted to live forever and he wanted to meet the aliens so he oh, planned that the actor? whole uh guy pierce guy pierce yeah so he looks like who that person would really look like oh shit okay i don't remember that guy I mean, like, I know him, the actor, but I don't remember He looks him like he in- eats strictly tomato soup for lunch every day. That's what he looks like. Wow. Can't you see him slurping on that soup? No. What's this guy's name? We're making fun of him really hard. What's his name? Mark Mobius. Mark Mobius? Jesus. <laughs> I like his name. You don't like his name? Mark Mobius. <laughs> I bet you he hangs out with Callaway Crane in the oh high noon boy. <laughs> Mark Mobius and Callaway Crane team up for the biggest Bitcoin ass in history. Yeah, he was born in 1936. He's German. 1936? Hot damn. He has been here kicking it for a while. You know what? <laughs> I'd like to get a drink with him and Vitalik at the same time. That would be an interesting dynamic. Look at that. He's he okay, so this is him. So yo, Stop Mark me. Mobius, how do you like your hot pockets? Blazing hot? Or just just good enough to eat right out of the microwave. 
like filled with gold. Mm-hmm. Where are we? We we need direction, man. We keep, we we got to get these headline picks because we're just like fading. Okay, he said ten percent gold bullion in your portfolio. I love gold. That's him. Oh, okay. Yo, his eyebrows are legit that color. Hold on, let me just. Yeah, man, his eyebrows are gold. They are literally gold. Like he's got as if they've just taken a shower. Wow. In gold. Disgusting. Okay. Next next article. Let's go to some some uh some scam news. Okay. Right. What kind of scam news do you want? A flavor. Uh, a flavor of scam. This is you ready for this? You ready for this you ready for this shit? Okay, hit me. Fifteen arrested in China for allegedly bribing internet cafe to mine crypto. Listen, listen, listen to this shit. Chinese authorities arrested 15 men suspected of corrupting an internet cafe administrator to mine crypto. Local crypto industry news outlet 8BTC reported on September 3rd that police Hanyang, a city in south central Chinese Hunan province, uh, Hunan province, uh, arrested the man for crypto jacking. Over 9,000 computer administrators were reportedly involved in helping the unauthorized mining operation. A profitable endeavor. The cryptocurrency mined by the suspects in the four months ending in July has been sold for over a hundred million yuan. About 14 million bucks. Local police received a report suggesting that many local internet cafes were running crypto jacking malware. The findings... Yeah, malware... So you log into the crypto cafe and the, or well you log into the um mm-hmm. cyber cafe and then they just jack your crypto? Yes. That's perfect. It's a great business it is. model. It's a brilliant model. <laughs> the best. The findings <laughs> I was gonna keep going. Uh hold on, maybe I can keep this up. The findings of the preliminary investigation. No, I can't do it. I just don't even want to. Suggest that the malware has been developed by a network technology company in Zhengzhou, and the company's head is surnamed Zong. Zong is suspected of personally bribing the Internet Cafe administrators to let him install the malware on their computers. All the 15 men allegedly involved are now under arrest. Oof, that's what you fucking get. You damned thieves. Thieves. Bitches. All right, it's your turn, bro. All right, I got two interesting articles. Okay, so, lay it on me, brother. A Bitcoin treasure hunt is coming to college campuses this we read fall. That. We read that one at the top of the show. All right, new head of China's digital currency <laughs> says it beats Facebook Libra on tech features. We need direction. Uh, so the Chinese central bank has a new digital digital currency chief who says its upcoming digital yuan has features not offered by Facebook Libra. Okay, Cheng Chun Cheng Chun Mu. Is that his real name, or did you just? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's his real name. Okay, right, so we got a little, little tense over there. Cheng uh, Chun Mu. All right, previously Deputy Director of the Payments and Settlement Division at the People's Bank of China. He's the what? He's the Deputy Director of the Payments and Settlement Division at People's Bank of China. 
It's a mouthful. It's, it is. Definitely uh, not the sheriff, though. Definitely. Wait, what? Not the sheriff. Wow. Oh, my God. Fuck. Everything. Everything. No, stop. 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 Okay. All right. All right. Keep going. Recently stepped into the lead role at the Digital Currency Research Institute, Shanghai Securities News. According to the state-run news source, everything about China seems like state-run. I want to go to China. I want to know. I want to speak whatever they're speaking, depending on the region that I'm in, and just ask people, yo, what's going on? Like, how much of this is actually true? Like, are you guys actually state-run for, like, everything? I would love to see that. If you had a video camera and you were just walking around with a microphone, like, hey, yo, what's going on? Are like, you state run? Yeah. Okay. Are you state run? Like, you just go around, like, are you state run? <laughs> I wonder how many days it would be until you were black bagged and put in prison. <laughs> I bet you it would be like less than a week. It would be like less than 24 hours. They'd be trying to downvote you to give you social currency or whatever that little program is that they have over there and they can't find you in the database. So then they'll just come black bag. You throw you in a hole. My God. Hey, are you guys state run that cheese, that cheese right there? (laughs) Did you have to buy that from the state? (laughs) Hey, Hey, listen to me, motherfucker. (laughs) Don't you scuttle away. The cow in like the rural area. Are you state run? Like you just talk to the cow. (laughs) Asking the cow, is that what you said? <laughs> you just hold up to the mic to the cow and it just Hello, goes. Cow. Are you uh, state you run? A, you are state run. Uh, yep, that's a state run cow <laughs> right there. Uh, uh, anyway, all right. So that's uh, it's China. In China, they don't have. I know they they say they have like year of the dragon and year of the horse and all that bullshit, but really, it's year of the state. Every single <laughs> year. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. We we crack ourselves up. We do. <laughs> oh wait, here's a new here's a new article. Massive one billion dollar Bitcoin whale transaction makes waves. A massive ninety four point five well nine thousand nine what you can read numbers. Ninety four thousand five hundred five <laughs> Bitcoin transaction made crypto headlines as investors and investigators speculated from whence the BTC came. The wallet first access late on September 5th, 2019 has been involved in only seven transactions, including the massive whale move. Other moves include a 6,644 deposit early on September 6th and a deposit of $6.66 a few hours later. What? Blockchain analysis firm Token Analyst noticed that many of the transactions came from Huobi wallets. Our team is looking into the validity of the claim, said a Huobi spokesperson. Not surprisingly, the move changed Bitcoin's price from 10569 to 10790 and follows a similarly mysterious $780 million BTC move that took place last week. Others suggest that the move was a deposit into the new backed warehouse product, or liquidated funds from the plus token Ponzi scheme. Token analysts created in a graphic that shows the movement of the Huobi BTC into the new wallet. I like the graphic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna post that. Mm. Oh yeah, look at that graphic. Here's a good article. Here's something we don't explore enough: the price, Bitcoin price, four key similarities to previous bull market corrections. 
While back clients will be able to deposit their funds into the backed warehouse next week on September 6th, Bitcoin price is trending downwards after falling below 10000 in the run-up to the event. Uh, so this is already priced in, or the market cycles are just repeating themselves. Let's take a look at some key similarities to previous bull markets, and then there's a chart, labels, and lines. A common discussion lately on crypto Twitter suggests that there's a confluence between the so-called Bitcoin price bubble, top of 2017, and the last top at the end of July at 13,935. In a sense, parabolic movements tend to repeat the same stages over and over again. However, there are some substantial differences between them. So the top of 2017 came at the end of a market cycle, which essentially started with the confirmation of the 100-week moving average and 21-week exponential moving average during January 2016. However, the top of July 2019 was essentially the first peak above the 100-week moving average and did not face the euphoria comparable to the period in December 2017. So are they comparable? Basically, during the whole bull market of 2016-2017, there were several, several parabolic movements ending in a retracement. So basically, they're saying like all the movement of this year is not really similar to the the movement of the last bull market. Okay. And here's another article. Let's talk some. Here's some some Ripple news. Uh, PNC Bank is using Ripple X current. Is interest in blockchain rising? Wow. What's the metric? Stable coins have. What you say? What's What's the metric of our our cryptocurrency? Is cryptocurrency interest rising? I think the metric is price. Oh, okay. All right. Stablecoins have goal have a goal of putting an end to the recent volatility of the crypto market, and in doing so, they've opened the door to crypto usage for institutional investors, which has long been considered an important milestone on the road to mainstream adoption, Jesse. One of the ways that institutional investors are looking to implement crypto solution is in cross-border payments and remittances, my man. Sending money overseas. Holy shit. The RippleNet blockchain is one such product which aims to reinvent how these payments are made, man. Recently, Cointelegraph reported that PNC, motherfucking PNC, the eighth largest bank, has become the first in the country to use cross-border payment solution XCurrent, bro. The first. Earlier, Cointelegraph reported that Spanish banking giant Santander or Santander, was also looking to make yeah. use of the solution for Ripple. So this is fucking bananas, Jesse. This is so bananas. Ripple out here in these streets doing not a damn thing because it's centralized shitcoin. Centralized shitcoin. All right. Let's do a few more articles in this riggedy riggedy rap. You want to do? Let's toss one out there. Give it a shot. I want some beef jerky. Messaging line, messaging giant line wins Japan license for crypto exchange business. Boo. Line, provider of Japan's most popular messaging app, has just been approved for a cryptocurrency business licensing country. The news reported by CoinDesk Japan on Friday means that it will be able to offer its crypto exchange services in Japan where it has 80 million monthly active users. 
The new platform is to be called Bitbox, according to the company. The license was awarded by Japan's Financial Services Agency, which indicated on its website that the registration was completed on September 6th in the name of LBC Corp, which oversees Line's digital asset and blockchain business units. I, I've seen Line before, and I've I've used the app. Um, it's it's really really popular in Japan, so that's pretty that's pretty dope for them. It's just imagine if Messenger or you know WhatsApp. I've used Line. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, that's that's awesome. Good for them. Um, what else? Oh, I didn't know this. Why are the Marshall Islands? Is issuing its own cryptocurrency. Why? Who is doing what? Marshall Islands. Who? The Marshall Islands. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's hmm. So they're going to issue a sovereign currency in digital form. Oh, That's here's it. another article by Anna Alexander, the fake okay. person. Okay. Fred Wilson, a financial co-founder of venture capital firm Union Square Ventures, has revised his bullish opinion on Ether. Back in 2017, Wilson had suggested that the market capitalization of Ether will bypass the market cap of Bitcoin and eventually be worth more per coin. However, in a blog post, Wilson acknowledged ETH has fallen short of this and that the underlying Ethereum network is experiencing problems. Ethereum, as many of you know, confounds me. It has shown the way to so many important things, smart contracts, programmable trust-free computing, potentially proof-of-stake, and a lot more, but it remains hard to build on. Scaling issues abound, and many developers are looking elsewhere. Last month, Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin himself slammed down a Moscow mule admitted that Ethereum blockchain is almost full. Buterin said at the time, if you're a bigger organization... The calculus is that if we join, it will not only be more full, but we will be competing with everyone for transaction space. It's Pretty already sure I just read that article. Huh? I'm pretty sure I just read that article. You read this Wait, article? I read that quote in another article or maybe even that article. Venture capitalists. The, the, huh? You read no, this that, article? That, that title sounds different, but the quote is the exact same. So literally... It's Dude, are similar. bots running crypto news now? Man. Frustration. You did read that quote. So it's like, what the fuck? We need to go back. We need to go back in time. <laughs> back in time. We're still like on September 4th. Let's go way the fuck back. Who is this guy? Uh, Ethereum co-founder Anthony Delorio. You know that guy? Steps yes, down I do. Decentral CEO. The Canadian started behind Jack's crypto wallet is struggling to find a reliable re- uh, revenue model. I don't know. Is that interesting or not really? Yeah, keep going with that. Okay. Um, billionaire and crypto industry veteran Anthony Delorio, founder of the Jack's wallet maker Decentral, retired this week to focus on, quote, philanthropic initiatives, he told Coindesk. The Ethereum co-founder will continue funding Central and approving budgets as chairman of the board. Meanwhile, former product manager Maggie Shu, Delorio's girlfriend of two years, will take the helm as the company's new CEO. Quote, if she develops a roadmap, presents it to me, it will be funded depending on which resources she needs, Delorio said. Quote, I'm happy to agree to continue funding Decentral if it makes sense. 
Stepping back into uh, 2018, Delorio said the crypto wallet had up to a million monthly users and had processed more than $2 billion worth of crypto swaps through a partnership with Shapeshift. Mm-hmm. Around this time last year, the company underwent an ambitious campaign to attract paid integrations with service providers such as loan startups and exchanges and futuristic office plans with a hologram studio. But then the bear market hit hard. Transaction fees from the Shapeshift integration were decentralized primary revenue flow, Delorio said, peaking at $300,000 a month. When Shapeshift started requiring know your customer information last fall, revenue dwindled to a pittance. The central laid off almost half of its staff, he said, down to 14 employees uh, it has today. Decentral is hiring again these days, a few developer positions because it runs nearly a dozen nodes to ease integrations and data flows across the assets supported in the mobile app. Chu told Coindesk they finally secured five integration partnerships, including GiftPay and ChainJelly, which should allow users to convert tokens inside the app and spend them with fiat-denominated gift cards by 2020. Quote, we need to add functions, the functions people care about, which is being able to buy and sell crypto, convert it to fiat, and send it while meeting other people in the community, Shu said. We're looking to bring back decentral meetups. As a former lawyer and product lead, Shu said her combination of expertise will make the growing uh, a growing and marketing business more seamless. Over the next six months, Zhu plans to prioritize these integrations and seek funding through, quote, strategic partnerships. She added the new version of the mobile wallet, Jack's Liberty, garnered 250,000 downloads over the past year. She concluded, quote, this is about trying to move this whole movement to the mainstream. You know, on the topic of, of, you know, making shit work, it's very hard to make shit work. What do you mean by that? No, I'm just thinking about those, the, the gummies. Like, we've been working on that shit for, like, so long. And even the latest batch, like, I, I, let, I let a bunch of people um, try it. And I can't tell if they're just pandering and they're saying like it tastes good because when I tried it, I was like, man, this is still like really fucking sour and like not that sweet. <laughs> and like as far as like the 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 effectiveness of the product, like it's either too effective or it's like not effective enough. And I I I, I don't know. We're having problems like hitting the right amount of ingredients. It seems. Like to make it taste good, to make it work, takes time, man. What that smart guy say? You gotta fail a thousand times before you succeed once, or some shit like that. Benjamin Franklin wasn't he like, I didn't invent the light bulb, I invented thousands of ways to fail, or some shit. I don't know. You you know the quote. Everyone knows the quote. Yeah, yeah, that was that was Edison. But yeah, Edison. Yep. I guess it's it's late, man. Godly. Yeah, it is. I just confused Benjamin Franklin with Edison. Okay, yeah, we should we should move towards rapping sometimes. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's let's keep going. Let's power through. But man, this is what I'll say to the boost blocks. Uh-huh. Are you documenting everything right? I mean, what do you mean documenting everything? Like your percentages of things that you use in batches. At this point, like we failed so many times, like I, I was keeping track of the losses, like of of the dollar amount of losses of the batch going bad, like like it's just not something that I want to sell, and we're 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 getting up there in the budget, really. Okay. 
we're, we're eating some losses. <laughs> okay, that's okay though. You're learning, right? I mean, I yeah, yeah. I'm learning what what I don't want to sell. <laughs> I'm learning that I don't want to sell. Like you know, you know, like cryptocurrency, like the mantra is like just fucking put it together and like ship it, right? Yeah. And, like, start selling like an idea before you even have the product. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Like I like having a good product and then just selling it. But like, it's hard to it's hard to make a good product. You're not wrong. You're before, very right. You know, like it's hard to have the market or have the product already ready to go to market. It's it's really difficult. It's it's really easy to sell like shit to people. <laughs> it's really hard to sell like something good to people. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. If you want to sell some shit, it should be easy. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, I mean, it is tough. But what, how do we even get on this tangent? What, what are we talking about? I'm talking about some shit coin. Ah, okay. You know what, man? We're losing steam on this show. We <laughs> both had a very long week recording a little later than usual. Everyone, we started recording very late in the evening. Yeah, uh, I, I fell asleep, but he was kind enough to not worry about it. Yeah, Jesse's doing the whole pre-med thing, and we're, we're really, we're, we're, we're getting a little time constraint these weeks, but we're making it work. We're going to wrap this episode, um, fix our headline machine <laughs> that I broke, and come back next week strong for you guys. We went on a bunch of tangents. We apologize, especially to Mark Mobius and Callaway Crane and the High Noon Boys. So, uh, don't buy Jesse's Boost Blocks because he can't fin- he can't find the right <laughs> recipe and it's starting to piss him off. And do go to the BitcoinPodcast.com and join the Slack and listen out for all the other episodes that come through the network. Uh, there's many. Many great episodes, the best episodes, the greatest, most downloaded episodes ever, I'd say. Um, There aren't any other crypto podcasts that are as good as ours. And this I can tell you. This I know. Um, That's all I got. So you got anything, Jesse? Mm-mm, no. All right, guys. Play uh. the outro.